Welcome to Cooper Talk. I'm your host, Steve Cooper. And remember, I'm only as hip as my guests. And I have to tell you, people, uh, I'm a little irritated at, at UVerse, ATT UVerse. I just switched to them, and now I'm happy with them because when I switched from Charter, I was with Charter forever, I got $250 in gift cards. And I got, I'm saving $75 a month on my bill, and it's pretty much the same service except for Cinemax, and I never watch Cinemax. So that's $1,000 a year. I'm fine with that. But on Sunday, me and the lovely Joanne were uh, going to watch the Philadelphia Eagles game. And, you know, we know if, we, if, if it's not on TV, we go to Black Angus. They save my seat at the bar. I get the volume. But it's good to sit there and watch it at home because my TV, I have a 50-inch TV. Black Angus is a 26-inch TV. So all week, all week, I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the program guide and it's saying the Eagles are on at 10 a.m. So we're excited. Joanne gets up. She takes a shower. I go downstairs. I eat an apple. She makes me coffee. She's drinking some hot tea. We're waiting for 10 o'clock and it goes to an infomercial. So now I'm pissed off. So we have to jump up, get in the car, go down to Black Angus. Thank God it's right down the street. Thank God they save us our chairs. So the problem is I tweet, I tweet to AT&T. And I've tweeted it before because we signed up with them. We had like five times the, the people had to come out. They just kept screwing up the service. And it was getting irritated. My service would go out. And they were saying, well, the upstairs service, it was all crazy. So I tweet them. And these idiots say, give us your account number and we'll sit there and we'll look into it. There's nothing you can look into. You had the wrong program up. My buddy Jose comes down to watch the game. Same problem. And he tweeted them and they said the same thing. So ATT Uverse, please up your game. I mean, you, your customer service is usually great, but just get your guides right. Because I'm thank God I, I wasn't in boxers. I would have to change and go to the... Anyway, that's enough about that. I got to tell you, my guest today is... Uh, it's so funny. I, I was watching, me and Joanne were watching, uh, we were flipping around and we went to the Sci-Fi Network. And we were checking in this thing for Viggo for the uh, SmackDown, and there was a there was a movie called Big Ass Spider. And that first of all, that's how. And it's funny if you look it up on the internet, they say either Mega Spider or Big Ass Spider. And I'm looking at the security guard or a police officer because I only saw the ending, and I was like, Dad, damn, that guy looks familiar. And then because uh, you know me, I go on, and he has just this amazing resume. He's been working forever. He's in a great show called Murder in the First. And my guest is Lombardo, Lombardo Boyar. Nice. Hello. Thanks for having me on Cooper Talk. Yeah. So. Uh, are, are you a sports fan at all? I am. I am. A, so I was going to say, <laughs> when you were talking, I'm a Cowboys fan. So okay. th- this is going to go great. <laughs> you know, I'll be honest. Yeah. I mean, I like it, but I don't take it that seriously. You know, you got to have fun with it. Well, you're from El Paso. Yeah. And so, I mean, that's how far is that from where the Cowboys play? Um, it's about, I think, eight hours to okay. Dallas. But yeah. it must be weird in Texas just because, I mean, I mean, when I was growing up, the, the Stallback days and the Landry days, and the Cowboys were just amazing, and the Eagles yeah. sucked. Oh, it's and been so, tough. Yeah. And, and like my one of my best friends growing up, his brother was a Cowboys fan, and we used yeah. to always like punch him around because oh, like, yeah. well, you can't be a Cowboys fan no, you if can't. you're in Philadelphia. Oh no! Man, but the crazy. funny thing is, my my old roommate's fiance, he's yeah. an Eagles fan. She's a Cowboy fan, so oh, that's, that's gonna be hard. Yeah, that that'd be tough. <laughs> so, See, I would I would uh, if I lived in Philly, I'd probably never wear my Cowboy stuff. I mean, no, I'm just that much of a wimp. Well, you know what it is? It's weird. Is the Philly? It's so funny. Philly fan gets a bad reputation. And I was watching some clips the other day, and they're about because there's a big fight Arizona against San Francisco in, in oh, the yeah, in the stands. Yeah. That's right. I saw it. And then they say the Philly fights, but then I go on, and of course it's Philadelphia fan fighting Philadelphia fan yeah because I love they're just idiots so they're nice they're nice to the other they're nice to the yeah they're nice but I'm like why would you I mean first of all why would you fight it again but then they're like and I don't know it's like you're you're they're arguing about some stat or something yeah now what I'm scary about is me and my girlfriend going to Arizona to see the Eagles play the Cardinals yeah and now I gotta not only worry about the Cardinal fan beat me up I gotta worry about the Eagle fan beat me up yeah people in Arizona are crazy I know that sun that sun oh yeah crystal meth just (laughs) that mix doesn't work so so you grew up in El Paso now yeah which I call Texas. It's not Texas. You know, okay. it's, it's totally different. Well, you know what's funny about El Paso? And I, I knew it from, uh, you know, University of Texas, El Paso. Yeah, I yeah, remember UTEP. That. But I only, I just st- started miners. getting aware to it. Are, are you a fan of the... Yeah, I don't really follow it, but I know that it's the UTEP miners. So. I, I became <laughs> uh, more aware of El Paso from the show The Bridge. I wasn't, I didn't know it was right across the bridge from El Waters or Waters. And it was just, it's very interesting because, uh, you know, so you grew up in El Paso. Now, yeah. and you're Latino. Yeah, Mexican. Now, did you... Did you want to act as a kid? I mean, was it? I mean, because yeah, the first thing I remember growing up is like I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. Okay, did did you watch a lot of comedy? Yeah, I watched a lot of comedy like the Dana Carvey era, like that time, you know. And I caught a little bit, and then I would watch the older stuff. But that to me was uh, was what I wanted to do. But it just seemed like such a far dream, you know, coming from a a little town. It's not that little anymore, but still, you know, if you're from El Paso, it feels really small still. You know, that's just the attitude. You know, people know each other; they're friendly. so it just seemed like something I could never do. And, 
And then uh, once I, I joined the Army, I graduated high school and I joined the Army. I still wasn't even thinking about acting. I took a speech class like in junior high. That's well, why did you opt to go into the Army? Was that just because you didn't want to go yeah, to college? Or I just... didn't want to go to college. And I had good grades. I just uh, didn't apply anywhere. And I, after a year of just, you know, having fun, I said, you know what? I just didn't want to be a burden to my mother anymore. I said, you know, I got to get out of here. I can't just sit here. <laughs> so I joined the Army. And the funny thing, I was going to join with my buddy. And they had this buddy program, which you should never do. If you're thinking about going to the military, don't go in with your friend because they're going to make fun of you the entire time. Who? Your friend? Oh, no, the, the drill sergeants, oh. everybody. Oh, you got to bring your buddy, huh? Yeah, look at these but You know, and then it just goes from there. Right. It can go It can go pretty bad. So he can, he canceled on me last minute, and it was his idea to go in. But I, I still went in, and I went airborne, so I was uh, 82nd Airborne. Now, how did you choose How did you choose to go? Do you know, when you join, yeah. you're going to the Army. Yeah. Now, when you go in, you're all at the same level. Yeah, unless exactly. unless you went to the OCS, if yeah. you're going to be an officer, right? So so you're coming at the same level, and now how do you decide that you want to be airborne? Do you sit there and go? First of all, that's crazy because I mean I, I'm sorry <laughs> I, I I won't jump out of a you know <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Now had you ever jumped out of a plane? No, I had never done it. Yeah. So why did you pick that, and how did you get to being the airborne? Well, the cool thing about the army is when you're going through the training. For me, it was the best part. I mean, because everyone's pumped. You know, you really buy into the dream, and you know fight for your country and you know every drill sergeant is pumped up and they're they're dressed perfect you know starched and everything so you buy into that so when they came around asking for airborne i'm like yeah you know i was still gung-ho and the sad thing is you know that was the best part and jumping out of the planes was great uh got out with 26 jumps total and you know you don't really have a choice once you're up there you know they make you jump pretty much there's a static line you know (laughs) you go were you scared the first time oh yeah yeah i mean i was scared every time you know because stuff happens you know we had uh lot of you know a couple deaths while i was there just in training and you know you never hear about this stuff because guys cigarette roll you know they're in in training right you know and and, and die so when you joined you you it's a four-year commitment i did two okay two so plus you, training so it ends up being like two and a half years now did you where were you stationed in fort bragg north carolina okay so you're yeah. down in north carolina fayetteville yeah that's 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 a half in a town <laughs> yeah they, a, it wouldn't exist if it wasn't for exactly. fort bragg you know that's those towns are crazy so you get out yeah and so now what do you do i mean how do you how do you well the thing i learned in the military and this is uh, what i said once you get to your unit then you really see how the military works and it's like any other job and there's so many people that are in there that are miserable i mean there's some that love it and those are respected but a lot of them are just there for the paycheck man and they hate it you know but then they you know they got married and they had a kid so now it's harder to get out you know and go into the civilian life with no skills except you're a grunt you know so they just keep staying and you know there's a lot of unhappy people in there and uh so that's what it taught me it taught me hey look if i'm not doing what i love I'm going to have a miserable life. And I learned that in the Army. Thank you very much. So that's cool, though. That's good that you said that. It's so funny because, you know, you do hear... Well, it, it's different now is <clears throat> when I was younger, you know, like no one in my high school like joined... I'll be honest. Like the only people that joined the, any service were the guy... We had like six of our guys who went to the academies. Right. Okay. And then there was like one dude who like just had nothing else to do with this. But they were talking in 1982. So the service, you know, yeah. it wasn't... An, you know, and I grew up in a town where you went to college. Yeah. But it must be weird because, yeah, you're some of these guys going because they don't have another option. Yeah. And then they start hating it. But then you're right. Then they move up and then they're yeah. stuck. Now you got out and you were like, okay, I'm not going to be one of those guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I had to do it. So now did you, did, when did the acting oh, come it, in? Oh, yeah. I mean, I always want to do it. And I've always been kind of a jokester, joking around, you know, whatever. So I just, once I got out, I just, I had to do it. And I even started going to community college. I was going to be in a, El Paso? No, here. Okay. When I got out, my mother was living here in Los Angeles. She, we moved kind of back and forth a lot. She would come out here to work. When she was doing good, we'd move out and stay with her. And then when things went bad, we'd go back to the grandparents okay. in El Paso. So when I got out of the military, she was living. She was uh, managing a mobile home park <laughs> in the city of Paramount, which is... I, I know. know. I, yeah, I, do you know Paramount? I, you know what? I, honestly, I, I know it from the news. Yeah. Like there, but there's like... It's always like... There's always, there's always something like... There's so many things. It's like... You always know in the That's news awesome. when you sit there and you watch a... Uh, a car chase you know they're always going to go down Ventura Boulevard oh, yeah, yeah. but there's always something bad happening it's always Paramount it sucks or, yeah. or, or it's, it's Whittier a, yeah Whittier, Paramount, Whittier. Whittier so yeah. you were living in Paramount yeah I got out and I moved into a, a single wide mobile home uh, and then I started to go to college and I just wasn't happy and then I just I heard literally it's funny you know those those radio spots on the radio that like hey you ever tried acting never wanted to do it hey come to the convention center you know so I did and uh, I went to some school that probably charged me too much money but I took it seriously I was 22 years old when I first started so you know and that's the other thing you could see a lot of the actors in there and that's my advice I always give to actors like you know 
you know, you're going to get back what you put into it. You know what I mean? And especially when you're studying, you know, because there's people that were there in class that were just kind of getting through it because their parents put them in it or they're paying for it. You know, and I was there because I loved it. You know, so I got a lot out of it. You know, I got my first agent. and Well, I think that also you, you got a lot of out too because you did come from the discipline of the uh, – of the army, because for me, I always say, you know, like when I waited tables. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, you'd be out here and it's everyone's, you know, waiting tables. And there's <laughs> the people who just had a uh, crappy work ethic. Yeah. And and I'm sure, and then they bitch they didn't get an audition or this. Exactly. is because I think it translates oh, yeah. your work ethic. And I grew up with a strong work ethic as, as a exactly. kid. My parents made me work, you know. And, uh, and I think it's, you probably took it serious. And also the actor Gregory Harrison had done that too. He came from the military right. and went in. So you have that mindset and you're mature because you've, you've seen stuff yeah, exactly. that these kids yeah. have never seen. I've seen how my life could end up. Right, exactly. And these kids, you know, <laughs> yeah, so many people out here just that. come out and they hang out and they don't even take it. Oh, no. So man. you took this acting class and now, now were you feeling like, were you enjoying it? Oh, yeah, I loved it. You know, it was a challenge, you know, and I'm still learning. You know, like I learned so much from Murder in the First, the first season. I had never played a detective. You know, I'm usually on the other side. I'd played cops, but it's always in like comedies or anything like that. So playing a, a detective was it was a challenge for me, and I learned a lot, you know, from watching the first season. And the uh, second season is going to be turned up. That know? that show, and we'll get to that, that show is so good. And I had just heard a bit from, it's so funny, I've heard of like shows from, guests like John Polito was talked about you know he was only in three episodes as a judge yeah and it just looked good and Peter and Peter Honorati was talking about it and I was like I gotta watch this show and it's the same as funny is and this is we're, we're gonna get to your career I just gonna get to tell you this <laughs> what's funny is um Joe Schmo and yeah. now now what's funny about that was Ralph Garman was on because he's a fellow Philly oh, guy was, and yeah. he was talking about how the third season's coming out I'm like well are people gonna get it and I told my girlfriend because I watched the first season and yeah, it was yeah. hysterical I told my girlfriend that she had to watch it and your character is great because the funny thing about it is people who are just flipping I mean even though they say it's actors right. you know there's those idiots who watch it who actually think it's real like they probably oh, yeah. think that you're actually a gangbanger oh, yeah, and they yeah. were putting you oh, yeah. in the role they don't think you're an actor they think well the guy's set up but these people really aren't actors and that's what's funny <laughs> yeah. so 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 why don't we get back to your career but you've been in some great work but so you you taken this acting class and then yeah you, did you get an agent yeah i did and they weren't very good but i mean i had one you know and that's the other thing if you have an agent like you know you've heard this but i'll put it out there it's always better to say you're looking to change than to not have one so i stayed with them for a while and uh, i would call them up and say look i want to do guest stars and they're like but you have no credits it's like well how am i supposed to get them right right <laughs> so we doing commercial yeah i did some commercial I got my SAG card. The first thing I did, the first ever commercial I ever did was for, do you remember the um, Industrial Shoe Warehouse here? Commercials, like on basic cable? You, I've been you know, here for 13 years. Yeah, 13. So I don't know if you would have seen them. Yeah, Because I, I I'm an old skateboarder. I grew up skateboarding, okay. so uh, they'd always had all the skate stuff, and I skateboarded in my first commercial. That's funny. See, that's cool, though. Industrial Shoe Warehouse. Yeah. Now, did you get your car for that? No. Okay. That was non-union. I was getting booked. Remember, you used to have to go through Backstage West and drama log? Yeah. That's gone, right? <laughs> now they just send I you. Know, yeah. I mean, well, your agent gets your that's stuff. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I did that, but uh, I got my car doing a Bud Light commercial. Okay. Yeah, in Spanish. Now, now, so, now did you... Because you're, you're bilingual. Bilingual, yeah. So it was in Spanish. Were you going for both auditions? Yeah, English and Spanish. And, uh, you know, if you ask me now, I, I, I still prefer to work in, in English, you know. I would love to do film in Spanish, you know. But the commercials and all that stuff is just, it's a different, it's different bees. If you're not like real, real, like when you go to a, a, a Spanish audition, I mean, they they talk to you in Spanish. Hola, Lombardo, ¿cómo está? It's like, all right, I get it. We right. speak Spanish. <laughs> well, it's but funny. they're very technical and they're very, like, if you're not from Mexico and you didn't just get here and you don't have a degree from Mexico, you know, you're too Americanized. You oh, know, that's so. funny. Cause yeah. I, I saw my, I thought my buddy was joking. He sent me a t text and I found on the TV the, uh, it's the, the Spanish Breaking Bad. Yeah. You see, which it's like it's like it's like it's like I think they're doing exact same episodes, but of course it's a lower budget, yeah. and, and none of them are Brian Cranston. No, no one's Brian Cranston. I, I mean, know. no, I haven't seen but, it, but, but I, I was flipping around and I'm watching it, and it's like, oh my god, and it's like it's just so funny. But there, that's that whole market because out here, yeah. I mean, it's such a huge market, and it's like yeah. some, you know, some a lot of people don't speak English, so you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna understand Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's why TV in Spanish, even commercials, that just doesn't pay as much. Right. You know what I mean? So if I have a choice, I'm going to go, you know, English till they start paying better. <laughs> so you got your sidecar from a Spanish. Bud Light commercial, yeah. Even though it was Spanish? And, and actually, at the time, I was supposed to be 25. You know, you're 25 and older, but they never, you know, it's in Spanish commercials. They were like, they never asked me how old I was. I think I was 23. 
Now you shot it up here then. Uh huh. Yeah, so so it's Angeles. Spanish. So it's SAG. It's the same. Oh, all yeah. in the same union. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I, you know, and they paid for me to join. You know, what is it called? Taft Hartley. When they Definitely, paid. Yeah. yeah. For for you to get in, uh, the first time. And I think well, I paid twelve hundred to join. And I think it's up to like I don't know thirty five. I think thirty five. Sure. Down. Yeah. That's crazy. So you get your commercial. You get your SAG cards. Now you gotta be feeling good. You know. You're, yeah. You're sitting there and you know you're going through. You're still going through your classes. Still going to class. Now when do you break from your agent that wasn't doing a lot for you? Uh, probably after about six months. Okay. And I just, I had, I found somebody else that was interested and then, uh, I just went with them. You know, I had a manager at the time, so he was good. And he had a comedian that he picked both of us up and then she was doing good. She was getting placed with better agents and then he would just kind of send me in there to deliver stuff so they would see me, you know? Right. <laughs> he was really clever and, uh, he actually, I got with the, that agency for a while. I won't say their name. They're not even together anymore. But uh, I was them for a little while. But then again, they wouldn't get me in for stuff, you know, like little co-stars. And I was like, hey, I'm, you know, and then once you start getting friends, you know, that like go out for the same stuff, if they're cool, they let you know what's going on, you know. And, and you I, can just show up. No one yeah, looks. I mean, that's, was, I've gone to auditions and they don't care. I mean, if you know where it is, yeah. but now they look through LA casting. Yeah. But if you go, oh, my agent, you think they really give a crap? No. They're yeah. like, they don't care. It's just one more person. <laughs> you know, it's like, who cares? Yeah. And then also, too, I never did that. But no, but I mean, I would call my agents to try to get me in for these roles that I knew were out there and they just didn't have the power. So, Luckily, I've been with uh, Green and Associates, and I love them for uh, almost seventeen years now. Now, what was your first? Because looking at your no, was it Dangerous Minds? Was your first? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Now, were were you a, a big guy? No, my character's name in that I believe was Flacco. Oh, see, because it says, oh, see, I, threw me, I hate IMDb. It says your name was Fatty. Oh, it is Fatty. Okay. That's right. But it, no, but at the time, it was Fatty. See, I played so many of them. Right. <laughs> but this one, I was Fatty. Eh? But no. um that it was kind of uh, an ironic name because I was really thin. Okay, so they were going with that. So you do that now. Now, I'm sure at the time because there wasn't there wasn't a big um, level of Latino actors working. Yeah, you were probably getting called out for auditions as the banger or different oh, yeah. stuff. No, I mean that's I'm thinking in my head as you're talking now. Like I remember that that's the first time I shaved my head. Okay. For a role, you know, to play a, a gangbanger. So you're working through, and then, you know, you're getting different shows. And it's funny, I saw you were in Silk Stockings. Still. Yeah, I did like three of those. I think. And that was in San Diego. Yeah. Because yeah, me and my ex-wife used to live in San Diego, and yeah. they, they wanted to come and possibly, we lived in a loft building, they were going to rent lofts out to shoot. And yeah. they paid a lot of money, she didn't want to do it. I'm like, come on, man, they're going to pay like, you know, 1500 a day. Yeah. But so so now you went down there, so you're, you're getting work. You're starting yeah. to get work. starting to get work. Um, I think the first thing that I booked, it's funny, it goes back to Bochco, but when I finally kind of took off, I booked this cool guest star on NYPD Blue, and that was the thing, because you know, my agent took me on, and I was worried, and I couldn't pay rent. I was sharing, there was like four of us in a one-bedroom apartment in Hollywood. Okay. All right? And like, I think my rent at the time was $75 a month. I, you know, it's funny, yeah, because I always ask, because when I first moved here, I had this little studio, on, yeah. uh, my listeners probably like, you're saying the story again. I had a little studio <laughs> on Ho- right behind Leland, right between Hollywood and Highland, where there used to be an old-school McDonald's, uh-huh. and it was right, behind, right down the street from Hollywood High, and my studio was 375 a month. Wow. And now man. it's probably, but yours, where did you live in Hollywood? We lived right off of Highland also, but we were on Citrus, which runs okay. parallel, you know, right there. And we had an alley in the back, you know. That's, it's a crappy area. Oh, yeah, 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 it was. Like yeah. You hear hookers Hollywood is trash. not that, yeah, no. <laughs> My uh, roommate came back from vacation, and he found a bunch of stuff in his back seat that was not cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty gross. So you weren't working, you're worried about paying so, yes, rent. Yes, yeah, and then I, I booked this big guest spot, or for me at the time it was huge, you know, for NYPD Blue. And I just never stopped so far. I mean, I, I think I hit one hard time when, when they were the writer's strike right. and all that where nobody was working. But besides that, I've been really blessed and, and been working. Now, what was it act like for you? You're, you're a younger actor, and then you go into NYPD Blue, and they're heavy hitters. I mean, oh, yeah. Dennis Franz, and oh, yeah. even the whole the whole production. Now, did they shoot that out here or in New York? Here. Okay. Yeah. Well, were you were you intimidated at all? Because they're, I mean, any, I've heard always, if you ever go to an ensemble, first of all, if it's... The guys are working together every week, and yeah. they're and I've heard you know it's like people talk about Mark Harmon how he's the nicest nicest person. Yeah, I, I worked with him. He was yeah, and they say it. he's so great. But these people they understand. But as a young actor, you must like now you're older, so and you've had a lot of credits. But one of your bigger first credits was it intimidating? Oh to yeah, do that? definitely is, definitely is. And it's funny. The first one I did on uh, NYPD was my scene was with Nick Torturo. And he was uh, he was there, and I came in, and I was way too serious or something. Like seriously, I was doing the scene. And he goes, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, cut! Hey, what's going on over here? What's up with Brando over here?" <laughs> and I was, you know, boom, my heart sank, and you know. But yeah, I was taking it too serious, and like, yeah, literally because I didn't really go to an acting school, I've been luckily learning on the job. 
You know what I mean? I didn't go to Juilliard. I didn't go to any of these big schools, but I love the challenge of it, and I am still learning every day. You know, Big Ass Spider was a big challenge for me. I'd never done a whole comedy, you know what I mean, as a sidekick, and you know, and I loved it, and I think people liked it, but it's always a challenge. That's intimidating too. I mean, there's different always like you know we're not neurotic or anything <laughs> right exactly so, so there's always a different challenge you know and as an actor you freak yourself out in your head you know i'm sure you do and it's also like anything you know and every you know going back and forth from comedy to drama and then now you did er i mean yeah. not er about 24 though you did 24 yeah now what season was that do you remember i d- don't remember but i did two episodes back to back and i think it was season five it's where uh the earthquake was gonna hit I, I didn't watch it but yeah, I know, like, watch my girlfriend yeah. watched it but it was uh that must have been great because that show was huge but see that's a great one too that was like that was the biggest guest spot i had got at the time and literally like they were giving me pages that i was shooting the next day while i'm shooting and we shot like nights so it was crazy um but this guy on twitter and i, I love this story because it, stuff like this keeps you grounded this guy's like oh my god El Chico Boyar, I just saw you on 24. He's like, and you were so bad, I had to look you up on Twitter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, you know, you know, that's a funny thing. That's, that's so what I, I responded. I said, thanks so much, man. Learning every day. But what kills me is the reply. Then he wanted to be my friend. And he's like, hey, yeah, it was weird. Like, did they cut a scene or something? <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's so weird like that. Like, yeah. people sit there, and it's a whole thing about social media. And just anything when, you know, I mean, well, the one thing is, I always crack up because I'm sorry if if I see you on the show and you're so bad. Yeah. Why would I even look you up? Like, why yeah, would I take yeah, the time? Yeah. Like, I'll sit there and go, "Man, you were great in this." Yeah, yeah. But I always crack up when people do that. It's like they. I, I wonder what their everyday life is like because instead of sitting there and going, "Hey, you know, there's the people that go like to like like I go to Sprouts, a supermarket." Yeah. And. The customer service is amazing. Like yeah. I, I was like, one kid was like, they had these pierogies for sale, but they didn't have them. And the kid went overboard. He kept saying, hey, uh, I'll go look. I said, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not going to get them. Oh, no, no. And finally, I'm getting a little irritated. It's not irritated, but I'm like, the kid's doing his job. He's doing a great job. But it's like, I'm fine with it. I don't want to sit here for five more minutes. Yeah, yeah. But I would sit there, and I would, there, that's the type that I would sit there and go, I would tell the manager, hey, that kid was great. Or, you know, exactly. I'm not one of those people that sits there and goes, okay, I'm going to go out of my way, and if someone is a little bit of a jerk I'm yeah. gonna complain and that's what these people do on Twitter oh, yeah. they just find you but they just wanna scream you know they got nothing better to do. like I said then he wanted to be my friend you know that's, you all, that's all he's doing I don't know I probably did follow him I think I did you know it's funny it's, but it's good you did that but yeah. the thing is you're gonna get abused but it's so funny oh, yeah. it's just you're on two I mean episodes. I'm putting myself out there you know So, but 24 so, must have been did you now looking was, back did you think you were bad no that's the thing I mean you have to be honest I'll look at it and I was a little over dramatic you know and it was, little, it was my first big role and I, I took it a little too far but you know the bad thing is like you said if i would have looked at it and said oh, oh that's awesome that's great you know then we got a problem <laughs> well that's you know good. but i was learning and it well, was so, my first big 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 guest star so so you did that's big guest star and that must make you feel great yeah. and now i saw you did a show called rocket power yeah which, now how did you how did you go from doing the acting at the to the voice stuff at the whole time were you going out for voice stuff or no 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 not at all i had a friend who was uh casting at nickelodeon and we made friends through a mutual friend and we just started hanging out, and then one day he just called me and said, hey, do you want to come in for this thing? And I was like, okay. I had never read, you know, done voiceover, so this is a real funny story. I go there to the audition, and I'm nervous, you know, and it's for the bully, Lars Rodriguez. He's like 15, 16, and he always bullies the younger kids. So I go to the audition, and, like, I have the script, right? And, you know, you're in the glass, and it's so quiet in there, guys, that it's loud sometimes, you know? <laughs> so I'm there recording. I'm nervous. The producers that are looking at me. And I say the first line and I look up and I look at them and they're looking at me and I'm looking at them because I'm expecting to get my lines. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which you wouldn't know. You don't, you don't know. It's my first time. But the, the thing is, guys, you, you do all your lines in a voiceover audition as if you're getting them. I mean, they're not going to read with you because they want your voice clean. But I didn't know that. So I'm sitting there staring at them like, and they're like, um, Lombardo, is there a problem? I go, yeah, I was just waiting for my line. They're like, oh, no, we don't do that. You just, you just do your lines clean See, now I know so that. now I'm getting I, more nervous if I get a like, voiceover oh audition yeah. I know that now yeah you do so now I'm getting like oh I'm getting nervous right so so then they, I do a take and I do them you know with a little accent <laughs> ooh look at the little dorkos you know that's basically all I did was just you know make fun of these little kids and they said, okay. And then the, this is the other scary thing. So you do your take, and then they don't say anything, but you could see them talking, right? But you can't hear them. <laughs> so they're gesturing all these things. You're sitting there going, oh, man, what happened? Did I just blow it? And then they push the button. They're like, Lombardo, yeah, let's, can, you, can you do it without the accent? And I'm like, sure, sure, yeah, we'll do it. 
do it again and then i left feeling so bad i mean i i apologized to my friend on the way out i said i'm so sorry you know i was red you know i just felt so bad i left and then forgot about it and then i get a call like a month later from him and he goes oh by the way you know your first choice for lars right I go, what are you talking about he's like yeah and when i went back when i got the job they played me the reference, and of course, they wanted the accent. So. Okay, but that's cool. So now, did you enjoy that? Oh, I loved it, and that's when I'm, that's how I met Carlos Alas Rocky. He did. He voiced my dad. Okay, on that, and that's how we first met. So that must be cool. Ago. I mean, yeah. it's it's fun to get in there, but I mean, you, I'm still. It's not as fulfilling as your regular acting. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So after that, you're 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 doing. I see a few guest stars. You were in the Shield for an episode yeah. and different things. I love the Shield, and uh, then you got cast in Over There. Yeah. Now that takes place. That's about. Uh, which war was that? The second one. Yeah, the war now that's still kind of ending yeah. in Afghanistan. Not, yeah. That was an HBO show. No, it was on, uh, no we were on FX. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, FX, FX. Yeah. Now, was it easier for you to audition because you had military background, or did that throw a crux into it? I mean, did they, yeah, did they, actually, did they know you had it? Actually, I don't, know if, no, they, I don't know if you knew my character in that. What I loved about Sergio was that I stayed home with the baby. My wife, okay, went, I my didn't wife, yeah, my wife went to war. So it's about me staying back. As a dad, having to be there and raise his kid, and then the, my storyline was that I was being tempted by, uh, you know, another lady, uh, Anna Ortiz, who's uh, who did Ugly Betty, and she's she's on the Devious Maids now, and she's great, great actress. Um, so I start to kind of think about having an affair, you know, and it's it was a great role, you know, and then even that I learned a lot, you know. I watch that now, and it's like okay, you know, it's just like I said, I've been really lucky to be able to learn on the job, and Stephen Bochco. Took took a huge risk there. That was my first series regular, and uh, it was fun to play. But I learned a lot, you know. So well, you know what's funny about that, which is it's just weird, not funny. But you know, you when you got out of the army, you wanted to go into acting mm-hmm. because you said I don't want to be unhappy. And then you finally get cast in a TV show about the army, but you're not in the army, yeah. and that's just wild. Though. That must be cool for you also because it is learning. Because I mean, and I think possibly if you were cast as someone who was in the service, I I don't know, you might. Yeah. I'm sure it's completely different on TV than it is in the in the uh, yeah, it's real so life. Funny, you know what? Like Hollywood soldiers are way different from real right. soldiers. You know? So that that probably would have been harder for you just to yeah. sit there because you knew you're yeah, probably like, yeah. what the hell is he doing? You don't I do know. that. I, you think I got one military role. It was on The Pretender years ago. Okay. You know? Yeah, and as that was uh, that was one of those roles where they, you know, the character's name was I think like Terry or something like, you know, just they wanted a white guy and I was there and they went with me, which was really cool. Sometimes, you know, you can, if you're the outsider, sometimes they'll go that way if you kill it. You know, right. like, oh, we never thought of that. He's perfect. You know, get him. Now, you're playing mostly all dramas. Yeah. And then you end up on the Bernie Mac show. Yeah. Now, now was, I'm, I'm sure, first of all, I was going to ask you, were you getting comedy auditions earlier? Because you said you always wanted to be on Saturday Night Live and you had a huge love yeah. of comedy. During all these dramas, were you getting comedy auditions or yeah, no? Yeah, well, well, I kind of skipped over, like I said, uh, Maria Costa, who's a friend of mine, she's a comedian. She still does a one-woman show. We were in a sketch, we were in a, a sketch group called No Speak English. And that's how we got our managers. So Hollywood, because I did sketch, it was my, on my resume. I started to get you know some comedy auditions, and and until this day, some people still think I do stand up. Okay, but yeah, it's, it's well, it's, it says it says on your uh, Wikipedia page that you're a stand up. Yeah, I think I don't know who put that, but thank you. I yeah. think it was my niece that did it a long time. Yeah, ago. Yeah, but that stand up comics go no 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 no. He's not. Wait a second, we don't know. He, he's he's not a stand up. I'm not. Yeah, Carlos exactly. is a stand up. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, he's been doing it his whole life. Yeah. You know, Johnny Sanchez. You know, Jeff Garcia. We all worked on uh, Happy Feet together, and I have so much respect for those guys. You know, Jeff Garcia is a beast. He goes out every day. He did yeah. stand up every night we were in Australia. Well, it's funny because I knew uh, uh, Jerry Garcia was opening for him for a while Eric, uh, Jerry when about a year and a half ago when Jeff would go on the road he would take Jerry Garcia and this really nice kid named Eric Al- 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 Allegria I was pronouncing it wrong uh-huh. and they had his openers but yeah because yeah. it was funny because Jerry Garcia and, and I was thinking like yeah, Jerry yeah, Garcia yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd go Jerry Garcia because I, I used to book a show and he's like yeah and I go dude this you know this is all white people in the room yeah. <laughs> just, and he didn't get the because Jerry Garcia from the yeah, dead he exactly, just didn't, yeah, he didn't yeah. I, don't, I mean I know he heard it but I think he yeah. was a young Latino kid he is another Grateful yeah, Dead you know yeah. it's just funny so so now Bernie Mac how did that come because you go from over there you're playing the drama you're doing other things and now are you excited when you hear you're going to audition for Bernie Mac uh, on oh, a yeah. comedy I actually did Bernie I think before over there and um, it was I, I mean I went in to read because somebody was uh, I guess it's Carlos Mencia had done two episodes and now they were looking for somebody to replace him. So I went in, and uh, Larry Wilmore, who's awesome, and he's doing so, you know, amazing stuff right now. Larry Wilmore's taking over on the uh, 
Colbert show. Yeah, I mean, he's amazing. He's doing so good now. And back then, he was just behind the scenes, so I'm so happy that he's, you know, out there in front and stuff. Really nice guy. He had me improvise in the room and stuff. Um, I made him laugh, and then uh, I got the job, and I did that for four years, you know? And it's funny, too, another cautionary tale is, like, so much, like, when I talk about it, you know, so much of this work when you're doing it, like, I was so, like, at the time, I drank a lot. So, like, I, you know, I was, sometimes I'd be working, I couldn't wait to get off to go to the bar. And in other words, it was always either hungover or, you know, thinking about getting off, so I didn't really enjoy a lot of it, you know what I mean? Which sucks. Well, you know, it's funny to say that, because, I mean, I, I used, in the beginning of the show, i go out the night before, you know, have yeah. cocktails, and, you know, and then you end up come waking up, and you feel crap and then it takes away from my guests and the funny thing is people have said you know they've never said oh my god you know you're feeling okay yeah. but then, then i actually had a health problem which you know i missed Good. the week of shows but that was thing but I, the same week for me it's now it's like monday night is a school night yeah and it sucks because you know monday night football and then yeah, it's this yeah, one yeah. girl i know is great always hooks me up to one bar in burbank <laughs> but I, it certainly works yeah. nice but i can't go because yeah. i'm sitting there going you know you got to be serious and i think that happens a lot when you're acting and because it's and or anything when you're in this business it's such a loose structure like when you're doing a tv show you're not acting for eight hours no. you do a scene they rearrange stuff you chill out in a trailer yeah and so you sit there but so so you were sitting there so you felt you were a little off your game during uh, no i mean it was no i i was fine it was great but i mean the thing is i just didn't enjoy the ride as much you know i didn't hang with them like when we had a break i'd immediately go outside to smoke a cigarette you know i was kind of brooding like uh nursing the hangover <laughs> right you know what i mean it's supposed to sit in there and talking with them and you know and bernie was a nice guy he was great uh, but they talked about golf a lot the funny thing when I was doing that is I was playing what the age that I am now. See, because they were already in their 40s, you know, and I was 28. Okay. You know what I mean? So I was a little younger and I was still having fun, you know, being kind of an idiot. So, I mean, I was great. And then I didn't have to work on my lines is what I'm saying because so because we improvised. Like we get to the set sometimes, but uh, you ain't saying that. Just change that. Say, let's say what you want. I'm like, cool. So I didn't even have to do work. You know, it was, it was, it was fun. It was a great job. But I think I would have enjoyed it more if I wasn't, you know, waiting to go to the bar. Right. Well, it must have been great because uh, as a comic, I mean, as just comedy background, working with Bernie Mac, who was just such a powerhouse yeah. of comedy. I mean, that guy would just shred it. And all those guys, him and Cedric, you know, all of them just destroyed it. Now, did he die during the filming of that show? No, it was after. Okay. Yeah. So that worked on board. And, and it got good. It got very good reviews, that show. Yeah. And so, and now why, then it was a bum, did it bum you out when it got canceled? Or I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, no, I think he was done. I okay. mean, he was tired. He just couldn't handle the workload. And I mean, he'd work 12, 14 hours. Like sometimes we would leave and he still has to do all his confessionals. If you remember, he would do the confessionals right. where he talks to the camera. And I mean, he's, the days were long and I just think he just didn't want that workload anymore. So you're doing that, so it's done. And he was starting to have, I think he knew he was already having problems, but, you know. And it's hard. I yeah. mean, you know, you go through any, I went through my health problem. You know, it, it, it's hard. You know, you oh, sit yeah. there and you just, you have no energy and yeah. you want to give it and you're sitting there. Yeah. And I mean, I was trying to do my show and you just can't because yeah. you can't. And doing his, and he has such a high amount of pressure oh, on yeah. him just because, oh, yeah. you know, you have the show. So, so that gets done. You're done with that. Yeah. Now, how did Happy Feet come up? Because you did all three, and you did a video. I want to find. I want to find out what it's like to do a video game. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 interesting. It's work. Now, how did how did how did they get you for Happy Feet? Um, went to audition again. You know what I mean at Warner Brothers and uh, George Miller. I got a call back, and then George Miller was funny because he he'll listen. He doesn't really look at you. He just closes his eyes and kind of puts his hands up and listens. And he just liked, I guess, the combination of our voices. Or, you know how it worked um so we ended up getting and that was a great experience and i got to work with robin williams you know how was that it was amazing i mean, I mean did you actually was, get to work with him oh and yeah that's the cool thing whenever the adelis that's the penguins we were because we were the little ones whenever we worked with ramon he was uh Adeli, so they always brought us in together so that we could improvise and you know and be on top of each other and kind of overlap so yeah um fortunately fortunately i got to work with him i don't know a bunch of days. I don't even know. That must have been awesome because I actually I went to his memorial at the comedy store. Did you? And yeah. uh, just everyone's you know stories. I mean, people like you know Saget and Norm Macdonald and a not that known of a comic named Alan Steven, mm -hmm. who was one of Kinison's outlaws, who just blew the roof off the house just telling stories. Wow. And all their stories were just that he was so cool to work with. Like he never he never copped an attitude. Oh, I mean, no, he man. never sat there. And and even though he could blow you off the map with his improv. Oh yeah, he would just. I, they say sometimes he wouldn't go full speed just so you could catch up with them, and that, uh, that's yeah. what's cool. Oh no, man, we would like George Miller had to finally tell us like <laughs> during a break one time he's like, um, "Excuse me, fellas, uh, 
could you not get Robin going? You know, we need to get this done. You know, because <laughs> he is a comedian. So like, if you made a funny joke, he had to top it, man. And you would get him going. And it was he literally he did change his t-shirt about three times a day. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he's hairy. He was hairy, <laughs> so he was sweat. I mean, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. So what was the video game like? Because I'm sure, like, in a, in, when you're doing a voiceover for Happy Feet, it's probably like you do your lines. But in a video game, there's probably you have to go to level by level. So it's probably a lot of extra a work, lot for, of work for stupid is, stuff. Oh, like for, it is. Yeah. Like you, I mean, how was that? What was yeah. that like? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you said, it's just it's kind of tedious because you have to do everything, and then and then my favorite is at the end, like you have to do all the screaming because I've done I've done soldiers too in the video games, and it sounds great, but they don't really pay that much. And the work, I mean, you leave and you're like, I later, okay. because they work you. I mean, you know, you have to do all the dying, you know, if you're falling like the penguins when they're screaming. Now give me a long yell, ah, a short one, ah, you know, ah, it is <laughs> okay again. Now you're running. <laughs> Okay, so the efforts. I mean, it's a lot of work, but you know, it's. I love it. Well, you're doing the voice work. You know, you did Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Yeah, I did a little praying, praying dog in that in the beginning, and I was in Spanish, and I got to meet Cheech and uh, Paul Rodriguez. Oh, that must have been great. Yeah, because yeah, they're both. I mean, yeah, I didn't amazing. work work with them, but I showed up, and they were leaving the studio, and uh, I said hi to them, and then Cheech was funny because he kind of looked at me, asked me where I was from, with a weird look in his eye, like <laughs> he's like, uh, "Hey, where are you from, Lombardo?" <laughs> I was like, "No, dude, you're not my dad." That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're doing the voice work, but then now you get back to the dramas, and you know you're you're getting, you're getting a lot of work. Like if you look at your resume, I mean, you know you had Cold Case, which I love that show, because yeah. I grew up near Philadelphia. And I just I love the thing, and had, that goes back to skateboarding too. Like when I was younger in that show, uh, I played the older version of the kid uh, who was a skater, so that was kind of cool. So I went back to skateboarding on that one. Wait, is, is that the one where the kid? Does this one? The white kid does this one trick. Yeah, and then the the uh, the curly you kill kid. him. Yeah, yeah. I okay. Yeah, I yeah. so funny. This is great because now I figured it out. Okay, you have killed someone on Cold Case. <laughs> Reed Diamond has been on my show. Killed someone on Cold Case, and Robert Romanus, who played Demone on Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, that's awesome. I he love killed. Him. Yeah. He killed someone on Cold Case. So I have three Cold Case killers. That's now right. that's gonna be my new thing. I'm gonna tell my girlfriend. Okay, they have that mouth on a Cold Case. I'm gonna get. I want to get at least once every two months. I want to get Cold Case. Okay. So Cold case it. killer. So cold that, case killer day. Now, yeah, exactly. Talk. Now, how was that like with sitting there and actually having like a, a kid playing a younger you? Is that weird for you being on the set? Like, going, did you yeah. meet? I guess you met the kid. Yeah, I did. I met him. He was, really, of course, you know, it's Hollywood. So I met him, and he's almost my age. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, he was older. He was like thirty something, but he just looked young, you know. Uh, and he was great, great kid, and you know, could skateboard. That's how he got it. And he was like, that's kind of the skateboarder mentality. He's very much like surfer. Like he just kind of works to keep supporting his skateboarding life. Okay. You know, like he wasn't even really stoked that he got it. He's like, yeah, I guess I'll do this acting thing, but then I gotta go. You know. <laughs> well, it must be great for you because you're getting. I mean, CSI Miami, and then you were on a, a great show. Breakout Kings was a great show. Yeah. Which yeah, uh, got canceled. Fun, I don't know yeah. why it was a good show. And then you were on. Uh, Modern Family, which, what was that like? Because, I mean, I'm that sure... good. I did a one-day guest star, and this is a true story of my age. I said, oh, I don't know, it's not that big of a role. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but you think they're going to have another Mexican on that show? It's very white. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the wife. But, yeah, but, exactly. You know, but The yeah. wife and the son, but that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. You, like, know, you don't see it. get any else. I think even, like, the guy who played her husband was, like, Italian. Yeah, you know, it was like, like, it was, he's like, that's it, man. It's like, you know, they, they got him in the cast, so they're not going to bring him on as guest stars. <laughs> So I took the role and I got to work with Sofia Vergara, which went back to Happy Feet because I worked with her there. I did a quick scene when they go to um, the bigger guy wants to go try her food and I'm the waiter pretty much and she knows me because she eats there a lot. So it's basically the scene, but he he wants to get the spicy stuff and I'm saying, no, that's not for you. You know, (laughs) it's too hot. Um, So met her there and she was cool. You know, she was cool. You can read into that whatever you want. And then we went to Australia. And now for part two, they flew us to Australia. Happy feet, too. Now, had you been to Australia before? No, man. I heard the flight. And I'm glad they paid for it. I heard the flight's (laughs) a pain in the ass. It's long, but not the way we flew. I mean, we flew business class. So you're literally in a bed, you know, and you got a direct TV screen in front of you and anything you want, you know, free food, free booze. So a 14-hour flight. And, I mean, the price, $15,000 round-trip ticket each. Really? Yeah, so that's why I say I'm glad they paid oh, for yeah, it. Well, cause, yeah, man, so I'm glad. So we go all the way there, and Sofia Vergara is the love interest for Ramon. So that was cool. So she's like, so so she was the fish out of water, a fish out of water there. She didn't know anybody, so she saw me, and she's like, oh, hey, oh, yeah. how are you? <laughs> but she's nice. She was, she was really good, and she kicked butt. Now, now, now Joe Schmo, now, <laughs> now, now, I'm, I'm sorry. That show is just so damn funny i mean it's one of those shows that, i mean i remember i said i watched the first one and uh 
And I even said to Ralph, I was like, now, are, aren't people going to remember it? And he's like, I hope not. And, you know, and I, I said, Ralph, on your he's the same character each time but he's just so I mean he's the same person but a different character and this was great just, yeah. it was so funny with him and his wife and, and there was some talented actors on there a lot of yeah. you know, guys no, now now, how was that audition process did, you, did your agent tell you okay here's the deal it's a fake reality show because I mean, you're doing all these dramas and these act yeah. these, these you're doing except modern family you're doing these guest stars you know yeah. and you're, you're Cole Case and this and that and so how did that come about, and what made you get interested in that role? It came in as an untitled reality sketch show. Okay. That's what they said. And, you know, and there was a few of us that didn't want to do it. I mean, you know, you get to a point where, not that you think you're above stuff, but, you know, if you go back, then it looks bad. You right. know, and people are like, oh, oh, yeah, definitely. So I definitely struggled with taking that role. So I went and read, and they had, uh, they had written in John Moore, who's uh, the executive producer and a great guy. We became good friends now. He uh, he had written him a way harder than I played him. I mean, he wrote this character that he was supposed to be tough, you know, very, very, you know, into uh, religion, you know. What, yeah, what, what was what was like the breakdown when it said? Did it say? Well, I mean, do you remember oh, what yeah, it, said it said for your character? Yeah, it said like ex gangbanger, like uh, drug, trying to found God now, and trying to live a straight path, intense. You know, I was supposed to be this angry, crazy dude, and. And I went in, and, and Pat Melton, who's a great casting director, and I hadn't seen her for a while, but she's she knows when you're right for something, you know? And she's like, every time she brings me in, I'll get the job because she's that specific. Like, she knows. And even though – so I went in and totally hit on her. I played him totally different. Like, hey, what's up? Okay. <laughs> yeah, and I laughed, and I, yeah, you know. But I, you know, spit out some – they wanted to see me get angry at one point because he saw Chico going a, a totally different way, and uh, I changed his mind. and. And uh, great story there is he came, I went to meet with him. He had to convince me to do the show. Because, again, I was like, oh. and I'm almost broke at the time, by the way. I have like six months rent left, which is almost broke for an actor with a family. Right. You know? <laughs> so I'm like, man, this is, I, and so I'm struggling with, do I take this job? Do I not? At the time, it was 17 grand to do it. Because John Moore is sitting, I'm sitting with him in his office, and he goes, yeah, you know, right now, Chico, I have him leaving the show in episode five. I go, we'll see. And he goes, no, I mean, it's scripted. Like, right. Chico leaves in episode five. I go, yeah, we'll see. Just like that. And he goes, what? So so I did. I turned seventeen five into 35000 Okay. I was supposed to leave episode five, but people started kind of messing up and letting him kind of see that they're fake. Remember the girl? Let him. She, she let her, yeah. She, she, let, she let him know. Yeah. Something popped. Yeah. She, she turned yeah, her head. Yeah. He's like, did you hear that? Yeah. So she had to leave early. Um, so every night I had to call my pregnant wife. And tell her I'm staying another night. Because what would happen is after we would shoot all day, John Moore would come into my room and he'd go, ah, Chico, can you stay another day? And I'd go, what? I'm sorry, what? Yeah. Like, can you stay another day? So you stayed. At the house was in La Cunana or Oh, yeah. We were up there yeah, in the hills somewhere. I mean, one night we were sitting. And my roommate, who's great, Fred Cross, he just had a daughter, too. You know, he played the guy, the interpreter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was my roommate the whole time. Because that was the great experience about it. I mean, I was on a reality show as an actor. I got to do all these cool things that you watch on reality shows. And you go, man, I wish I would, could do that. But I would never go on a reality show. Right. So And I got to do that. And I got paid, you know. Like, I got to carry five tarantulas from one tank to another oh, and that never made it on air which pissed me off oh yeah because you know? that's like, crazy that's yeah. crazy i mean i had to do that and they didn't even air it now now did you ever like just almost just bust up laughing because you yeah. ever sit there i mean i would sit there and you know and it's different because you know i've done sketch comedy you know yeah, you, yeah. you know not to laugh but when you're sitting there and you and first of all the guy was so nice i mean yeah. the guy was such a competitor uh, chase rogan is amazing he was, he was great but did you ever sit there and just like, still keep in touch on facebook no i mean I, there's a lot of times you felt bad and then we had some real moments he really took to me he really took to chico man like he loved me there was another moment where he took me to his room and he gave me a nice shirt to wear for the ceremony, and they cut that too. I mean, there's there was there was a lot of. I mean, they could probably do a whole another you know season with all the stuff they cut. Yeah, did you ever feel bad like when you're? I mean, I know you're an actor, but you're probably like this guy's like giving you this. Like, did, did you ever feel like because he's when he wins, he's not going to give a crap? Yeah, no, I, I didn't feel bad because he was really smart. Okay, like I mean, they had to change a lot of stuff because he was figuring it out. And remember, towards the end, they would zoom in with the cameras in the room and like read what he was writing in his yeah. journal. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. Because they were, yeah. Because yeah, like, he I was, think this, yeah. yeah. No, he was like, "This is the worst production I've ever seen." He's like, "This show is so stupid." <laughs> That's but funny. he would never. But he never wrote anything like, "Oh, I think these people are actors." Right. You know. And he gave me the biggest compliment at the end of the thing. You know, he told me he's like he came up to me. He's like, "You were the best." 
So it must have been weird when, when, when it finally the charade was up. It must have yeah, been yeah, a relief yeah. too. Oh, but that's the thing too, you know. And you know he's going to get a hundred grand. I mean, he's right. got it already. But man, I mean, but I, I was back to the laughing and stuff. I mean, I kind of made Chico that way. You know, he laughed. You okay. Know? You know, so, so I was cool. I was cool. I can laugh whenever I wanted. You know, and like I, that that was cool. But, but I think Lorenzo Lamas had the best role. You know, how he, I was just, I was saying, how random was it that you know but he was amazing? And he, you know, and, oh, he tried to sell those oh, uh, bikinis. And, so good. He was so good. And how he cons him out of the room because yeah. he's a star. And it was it was great because as you're watching it, you're going, oh my god, this is so funny. He killed it. He had the best role. I mean, because he's just playing an, an exaggerated version of himself right you know so you can really go wherever you want you know and he was awesome he was awesome and i got so competitive during that i'm a, a really competitive guy that literally when they made me go and i, I was in, ended up in all you know all every episode but i had to leave one day early before everybody else and i was i was upset about that <laughs> right like, man i did not want to leave even though I knew it was fake, I still wanted to win. Yeah, I'm crazy. You know, it's just that anything you can get caught up in. It. So okay, so so you're doing that. That ends now. How did you end up with murder in her first? And then and because first of all, that that is it's one of those shows. It was just first, the the cast is amazing. It's just all the police. You know, it, it's uh, you know Tay Diggs and yeah. Raphael's Barge and the and yeah man, Carrie Hamilton, so much, whatever her name is, yeah, and, and uh, Kathleen Robertson, Kathleen Robertson, and then the, the guy. Dale. And the guy who was uh, the bad guy on Hawaii Five O, Thomas Dale. Yeah, uh, that's his name. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, and just and, and, and everyone, just even like you know, with uh, Cromwell and, uh, and he was great. I'm so glad I got to meet him. Yeah. And like the great. kid, it's funny. Richard Schiff is amazing. You know, yeah, Richard Schiff yeah, is amazing. But yeah. the the kid, who, yeah, Tom Felton was. Great. I I didn't really know his background because I watched the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked him up on Twitter. He has like a million followers. Dude, their their fans are amazing. We love you. And no, really, like he he helped the show a lot. And he's he has, English, and yeah. I mean. You, don't, got you would a never fan know. Club in every country, I mean, they're they're fanatical. They so, go crazy for that. So, guy. how did that audition come about? Because now, did people look at you different? Did you get more comedy auditions after the uh, Joe Schmo, or how did that? I mean, yeah, I did you get some, you know, some comedy stuff. But yeah, that's the thing, you know. But I hate to say it, but the best thing that happened was that. Joe Schmo was not a huge hit. I think that probably would have hurt me more. Okay. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of flew below the radar. It kind of, you know, really didn't affect me. And uh, Murder in the First came as a, I had done a pilot for Disney actually called um, The Garcias Have Landed. And it was going to be the first all Latino family pilot. And I was the dad, and I was stoked. And my, as my wife would say, I remember you would never go on audition for Disney. I'm like, shut up. <laughs> why I, have would, a, why? I have a family now. Well, you just think, you know, you're better than that. Right. You, know, you want to be on, uh, you know, prime time or, you know. So anyways, but, you know, gladly. I mean, unfortunately, fortunately, again, I did it, you know, because it was a great experience, learning experience. I was the dad on a sitcom, you know, okay. and I learned a lot. Um, so I'm waiting to hear if that's going to get picked up and then I get an audition I get a call from my agent saying hey Steven Bochco wants you to come in he, now you work with him in NYPD yeah, and, and over there and over there so he knew me and Eric Lodel I had never worked with and you know he's he's so lucky and such a great guy his first show out the gate second season boom congrats you know it's huge so I get a call saying Steven Bochco sent you two roles he wants you to look at them and pick one and then you come in tomorrow and he sent me Mulk which Raphael's barge plays he sent me that character and Navarro and the the Mulk is more of a goofy guy yeah yeah but he sent me the choice you know and I, he'll, he'll do that he's very he knows you and I think he was testing me there like do I know do I know what I am kind of right because I called right away I said Navarro for sure and Navarro again was another one that was written very uh, very tough and the first audition I went in it was two pages but he was tough. He was uh, interrogating a guy, and he was not very nice about it, you know. And I went for it, and I get a call later. And my agent says Stephen Bochco wants to send your tape, and your tape only, to TNT, you know, for a regular. I'm like, but I'm stuck with this Disney show, right? So we had to negotiate that. So I ended up doing the pilot as a guest star. Okay, you know. So and if Disney didn't go, he took me second position to a Disney show. That's how awesome Stephen Bochco is. You know, he's like, yeah, you know, I want you. So, but the best, the good thing about that was that Disney now had to tell me, hey, are, is it a go or not? You know what I mean? Because it probably would have made his wait longer. <laughs> so we found out it wasn't going. So that was sad for everybody there. But then I had a job, and we called them and said, hey, he's available, and and that's it. I mean, a one and a half page audition, you know, and I'm a series regular. Now, it's shot in San Francisco? The exteriors are, but we shot here in Glendale. Oh, shot in Glendale? Yeah. Oh, I thought you shot in San Francisco. No, 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 no. Yeah, we're, we're based here, but yeah, they go, uh, we did go to, San, they went twice. I went once to San Francisco. Now, did you, uh, 
did you think well TNT's got such a great following on their shows and because and, they have good shows did no, you th- they're, they're so good they're yeah, awesome did, did you think it would be a uh a hit because it was. I mean, it was. It was a. I'm sure it was a. Hit. I mean, we watched it. We watched yeah. it every every week. We DVR'd it. Or, or well, it was, when they finally announced it, what I what I loved is like, and, and you know, um, Les Moonves just announced from CBS that they're changing the way they judge ratings now, because people no longer just watch it that night that it's on. Right. So now he's implementing this new thing where it's like seven days after, you know. So the numbers that I saw posted for Murder in the First, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was like nine million. Once they tabulated everything. Well, you know what happens also is you sit there and you look at it. Okay, let's say, uh, you know, it's on at nine. It's on at ten o'clock right. on TNT. Well, for me, for our cable, we get the East Coast feed of TNT. Right. So we usually have dinner at seven or seven thirty. Yeah. So whenever we have put dinner on the table at like seven fifteen, mm-hmm. you know, we would watch it, or we would wait till the next night because then we can yeah. flip through the commercials. Sorry, commercial actors, but you yeah. still have to <laughs> But that's the thing. No one, no one watches TV now the night of and now because there's different time zones it's like if you call me and say what am I watching at 10 o'clock in whatever I I wouldn't say murder first because I was watching it at 7 yeah I mean I have family members that have not finished the series thank you very much okay See, you that's one of those things. I got them recorded. You know, I'm going to finish it. You know, and that's but, what people do now. They'll watch, they'll sit down and they'll watch four in a row. But that's you know? the thing, though. That's one of those shows where once you start watching it, you have to finish it yeah. because it's so good because you want to find out. And I'm not going to say what happens. In the, but if people haven't yeah. watched it, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, next week I'm going to ruin it for you. Yeah. If you haven't watched it because <laughs> it's great. But no, so now they got picked up for a second season. Yeah. See, I thought it was only going to be one. Thank God. No, no. We always wanted to to you know keep going and get a second season so different storyline different storyline i just uh you know talked to eric lodel for a little bit on the phone so uh i think we're gonna go a little bit darker with navarro now um, now oh, so you're, you're are you gonna get more screen time this year yeah okay. i'll come back now when does it start shooting i won't start till february okay so then, then it probably won't it will probably be on it'll be the same yeah again. march or yeah April. okay cool because it's always that's one thing it's good because these shows at least that's what's good about tnt when you guys do a show they disappear but then it's not like forever like you know i watch mad men i watch uh boardwalk empire you know i watch all that and it, it, ray donovan and you gotta wait a year yeah. like, like tnt does it they do their summer season and they do the winter season yeah and it's exactly. great because you don't sit because i don't because you're not doing the whole 23 cycle but you are but you're breaking it up so yeah. it's good i'm glad it's gonna be back then because it's like you know tv runs out so so you do that and that's a big hit now now how did how did uh the spider movie come up i mean that's just i mean that's just so random i mean what did you think was that after joe Schmo? yeah and see that's another what another thing that like i always go with my gut you know what i mean i would say that and like you know I called my agents and I said, well, well, what happened was I was literally parking again in front of my house. I was having a bad day and I answer my phone. I look at my phone. It's Greg Grumberg. Who had, he had put me in another movie called Group Sex. Well, now, Greg Grumberg, wasn't he in Heroes? Yeah, okay. exactly. And he's a great guy. He's like my unofficial manager. Okay. I always tell him that. Because if he's doing anything like uh, independent or anything like that, the first person he always wants to get on board is me and that's so amazing uh so we'll probably work together again hopefully on part two but he'll he loves working with me and i love the guy so he calls me and he's like he's really excited he's like hey lombardo i'm sitting with this director we're gonna do this big spider movie and you gotta do it with me uh, i'm like whoa slow down <laughs> i was like what is this about it he tells me about it and then i challenged him you know, because, like, I, he want, they wanted me to come in and read for it. And I was like, Ugh. you know, a big spider movie. Like, I'd feel a lot better if it was an offer. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't really want to come in. I'm reading lines <laughs> of the spider. Right? I know. So um, I call my agents and I tell them. They're like, you want to do what? Mega spider? You know, like sci-fi? Like, you know, unfortunately, they look kind of down on those movies. You know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you're going down in your career. Or, oh, you're doing those now. But... I just felt good to me for some reason. I liked it, and I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I called Greg up, and I said, look, I really want to do it. It's like, but just get me the role. So come on, man. If you want me to do it, just get me the role. I'll challenge you. I said, who else is going to challenge you? You know this. And I said, you know, come on, do it. So he sends me a text that says, screw you. I'll call you tomorrow. And he calls me the next day, and he got me the role. But the only thing Mike Mendez wanted to know was, does he have a mustache? (laughs) 
<laughs> but now in, my character. In, in Murder in First, you didn't have a mustache. No, no. But which, in Joe Schmo, you had a mustache. Yeah, yeah. I think I might fight for it. We'll see. He, they liked me clean shaven, but you know, if we're gonna go darker, you gotta go with the mustache. I think it adds. You so know, you you, you usually keep a mustache. Yeah, okay. or a goatee, or okay. yeah. And it's funny. I I hate to say this, but I work more. Like if seriously, if I go to auditions clean shaven, my face is kind of too nondescript. Okay, <laughs> that makes it sense. Is. Yeah, it is. It's funny. I've tried it. I mean, and I won't book if I'm clean shaven. They're like, I don't know, what is he? Right. Huh. <laughs> so, so you get you get put in the big spider. So yeah, so he says. So we start. We meet with Mike Mendez, and we start working on it. And the hardest thing for me was the accent. You know, like that's that was was terrifying for me. You know, to get the accent down, and to get it. And I'm happy with it. You know, because I think the character really fit the movie style you know it's kind of i kind of feel like my character is kind of like a 70s kind of character okay. you know so that's really where i was going with it and i think it ended up turning out pretty good i love it now the sci-fi they have a big following like i, I had the sharknado director on and it's just oh, amazing cool. how that stuff blew up oh yeah now, big i mean because they have people love these movies yeah they do and they've been running big ass spider a lot so thank you sci-fi now are you now are you there is going to be a sequel well, we hope so. We're working on sci-fi. So if you want to see Big Ass Spider 2, get on the sci-fi channel. And we're trying to, you know, make a deal with uh, the extermination company. You oh, know, really? To see if they'll help us out. Yeah, because, you know, it's a huge commercial for them. Now, now the uh, it's it, it's all green screen, the Big Spider? Oh, yeah. So yeah. What's that? have you worked in front of green screen before? No, that was my first time doing that. And we sometimes we had green screen. And literally, because the, the, it was funny, the company that did it, they're from... Pakistan, you know, that did all the special effects and Mike Mendez jokes now. He says we can't afford them anymore because they did such a good job for little money that people just jumped on. Wow. Them. Yeah. I mean, if we did part two, I don't think we could afford them anymore. I mean, they just blew up because they're like, you did what? For right. how much? That's the way they do it. Yeah. That's, that's like my buddy goes through Fiverr.com yeah. to get someone who did what's his uh, animator for his book. And he said, because it's so much cheaper. You get people in Pakistan or the Philippines and they do it so much cheaper and there's no attitude and you, you never meet them. You might call them at Whatever you have to wake up because the time zone's all different, but it's yeah. the way to go. Shaked from uh, Epic Pictures, he always says that he's surprised that he didn't have like Homeland Security show up at his house because right. all the emails to Pakistan that would say, "No, I need a bigger explosion in Los Angeles." That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> we we only have a few minutes left. Yeah. Uh, what else? What else is coming up in your career? What you- um, well, definitely murder in the first uh, next season. Going to get darker. It's going to be good. Hopefully, a great new guest cast because that's what's good about that. Because right. for film actors, it's only a four to five month commitment so they can come in and have a great role you know so i think they're working on that um i also got um how to make love uh like an englishman with pierce brosnan that should be coming out later this year no no that's a feature that is a feature independent and they really featured los angeles as one of the characters because they want to try to bring back production to la so and i played his shady deportation lawyer must have been cool to work with him ah he was great it's james bond it's james bond man i had to take a picture for mom yeah and it's he's james bond i know he's a later down the bond but he's one of the best bonds i mean since connery he should have been there earlier but you know he had that whole remington yeah come on because we all love remy i mean remy steel was good but it's not james bond it's like (laughs) and and, and they were pricks for holding him back yeah yeah but i think that kind of slowed it down so when's that come out you know um later this year i don't have a date so far um i just did a movie called again because I love the role I did a movie called Reality TV Massacre or Ulterior Motive Ulterior Motive yeah, okay. yeah is that what it says on there? Yeah. yeah and I played Hector Jackson and that's what I loved about this again my, I was the biggest I was the douche of the house okay like the alcoholic that's cool yeah last season I was voted smallest penis in the house okay like that's my character okay. <laughs> so I had to take it you know I had to take it and I die first that, but the cool thing about it what I love too is that everybody gets killed because you always want to kill these people on these shows right and somebody's finally doing it <laughs> is it your first time getting killed on screen? No, no. Okay. It's always weird. I always feel so weird after that. Of course, mom hates watching. Yeah, that. it must be hard for you know sitting there going. You know, I mean, like your kids are young, right? Yeah, so yeah, they don't yeah. see it. They don't see it yet. But, but yeah. and your wife's like, thank God he didn't bring the bread home last <laughs> week. He didn't bring. He forgot bacon. We had we had just had eggs on Sunday. Kill oh, him again. Yeah, Kill yeah. him again. No, I love my wife. She's you know she's my harsh, harshest critic. You know what I mean? She's like, it's hard to impress her. So so so, so I found you on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, tell people your Twitter address. My Twitter address is capital L. Chico Boyar. That's it. El Chico Boyar. Because I say El Chico Boyar and they think it's E-L. Right, right. El Chico Boyar. Yeah, exactly. Any other way to hit you up? What's that? Do you you have a website or anything else? No, no website. Nothing, man. Hit him up on Twitter, but don't tell him that he's stunk in 24. Yeah. (laughs) Because that's just not nice. Yeah, that's all right. Anyway, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much, Nice to meet you. And uh, yeah, so people, check it out and look for Murder in the First. It's a great show. And 
follow the first season. Go, it's probably going to be you know, you can, you, it's probably on TNT on demand. Go watch it. It is, and so great. So also, people uh, follow me on Twitter at Cooper Talk. That's at Cooper Talk. Also, go to my website coopertalk.net. I have about two hundred and ninety-five episodes up there. Also, if you go to iTunes or Stitcher, type in Cooper Talk one word. They're all up there too. And if you have an Android device, phone, or tablet go to the google play store type in cooper talk and you can get my app that has all the episodes iheart will be coming on soon we're waiting uh that will only be like seven episodes it'll be my latest episodes and like you'll find lombardo's episode and my next episode up and so you have to go for the old stuff the old back stuff there also follow up Email me, cooper at coopertalk.net. It's a different address now, cooper at coopertalk.net. Remember, every Tuesday I hope host uh, Crappy Comedy at Jimmy's Place right on San Fernando Boulevard there in Burbank. Come out. It's an hour show. I bring a few friends down. We all do like eight minutes. They have amazing dollar tacos. They're just amazing. So that's about it, people. So remember, follow me at Cooper Talk. Listen every week. I want to thank you for listening. I'm Steve Cooper. I'm only as hip as my guests. Don't forget, drink your water, eat your vegetables, take your vitamins. Have a great weekend. <laughs>